Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 119. The golden touch of real estate entrepreneurs. If you are looking to become an entrepreneur, should you become one of them? Entrepreneurship opens an opportunity for anyone, anywhere, at any time to create groundbreaking business success and dramatically change their financial future. While talking with hundreds of successful entrepreneurs on my show, I met with three well-respected real estate influencers that not only became very successful in their field, but also chose to teach and help others to become real estate experts. Whether you are looking for an opportunity to leave your 9-to-5 job, or you are already an entrepreneur looking to become an influencer in your field, You will find a lot of tips and insightful ideas on today's show. The first real estate entrepreneur that really changed many of my own perceptions about real estate entrepreneurs is Pam Goodwin. Pamela Goodwin is the founder of Goodwin Commercial based in Dallas, Texas, a boutique commercial real estate firm specializing in developing retail restaurant pet sites like Walgreens, McDonald's, brokerage, investment sales, and consulting services under one roof. Originally from Omaha, Pamela graduated from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, is a best-selling author, speaker, coach, member, and a contributor with Forbes Real Estate Council. When she isn't working, Pamela enjoys traveling to the beach, staying fit, being a basketball mom, spending time with her family and friends. Pamela Goodwin, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hello. It's so wonderful to be here coming from Dallas, Texas. You're a true entrepreneur and I want you to give your best advice regarding customer. You talked about the sales and sales is everything about customers and this podcast is about uh, how to make the sales or how to make business through understanding your customers and know how to talk with them because most entrepreneurs kind of lack in this uh, experience. And I want to ask you to give your best advice to our listeners, to entrepreneurs regarding customer focus or customer's approach. As you know, without having any customers, You don't have any business. And so <laughs> pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it all comes down to networking, and as everyone says, it really comes down to having the customers trust you. and i I really, truly enjoy love meeting people and helping them. I just recently helped a couple who is they design jewelry. And they've been leasing space for more than 30 years in an office building. And 
I built a relationship with them and trust to show them how to own, have their own building instead of spending all that money, you know, leasing space. And they closed on their first office space that they own the building now in December and they could not be happier. But it was building that relationship of giving them examples and walking them step by step, knowing that you would be with them throughout the entire process and not, you know, just at the beginning of the sale and then giving up, you know, working with them throughout and following up, you know, is key. So how would you say it as an advice? What would you tell them? What should they do? As Mimi, as far as working with the customer is, you just really have to, you know, know that you're helping the customer. You're either helping them save time or save money. And I really just think, you know, you don't have to have a hundred, hundreds of relationships. You can just continue to have, you know, build on that relationship, meet with them periodically, check in with them and just see how you can help them is really, really key to business and repeat business. Because as you know, referral business If they if they're happy with what you've done for them they're going to refer you know you to other people I love that because actually what you're saying is you must build relationships you can't just sell or you can't just use uh, online marketing but you have to build relationships and I love it you know there are a lot of factors that affects our success in But I believe that each person has their unique one factor that really works for them. And I want to ask you, what is your key success factor? I think my key is, I, I know I've, I've been, the older I get, the more I think about this as far as my key or, or what makes me really stand out or what, what's created it. But I just, I mean, I've been called persistent Pam before. <laughs> You know if I if I want something I completely go after it I but what I really like to do is I really really like to connect people with people that I have met and really build a relationship at you know building a relationship with people to me is key and I really think that's just been a success I really really like to get to know people and like to meet with them and And just really help each other in business. I think that's just been really key. And I just like to, you know, adventure and try new things all the time. I think a lot of people get stuck in a rut. People will reach out to me saying they're stuck. And it really helps just to keep trying a variety of things and see what works, you know, what sticks on the wall. You, can't, you just have to just be adventurous and just try new mm. things. I love it because I love it very much, both. The persistent and the relationships and the adventure part. However, when you said persistent, Pam, it looks like something which is um, not about relationships. Usually um, we imagine someone that's really stepping on toes or just going to, to get what they want. And you are talking about doing it totally different. You're talking about building relationships and being... patient and persistent and they'll get it through that isn't it right it yeah my format is more on the patient in order to you know to be persistent and yeah instead of a negative I I find it more as more of a positive 
And so it's just a way of, I've always found out that if one way doesn't work, you know, go meet with the next person or the next person or the next one in that same category and try it out or try next week and, you know, try a different approach and that might not get their attention, but just keep trying different, different ways. And somebody will, somebody will, I guarantee you will end up, you know, talking to you, you'll get what you want if you want it bad enough. If you don't, you know, you'll just give up. Love it. My second real estate entrepreneur today is Andres Pira. Andres Pira. 16 years ago, Andres was homeless, sleeping on the beaches of Thailand, starving, frustrated, and angry at his situation. When he reached out to the last of his friends he hadn't already begged for money from, his friend responded by giving him something that would prove to be much more valuable a book called The Secret. Though it did not happen overnight, today he runs over 19 companies, employs over 200 people, and is one of the largest real estate developers in Thailand. He has only just begun his journey and continued to apply the lessons he learned in The Secret, only to see more prominent and significant results. Andres had narrowed down the 18 principles he uses to achieve success, which are now laid out in his book, Homeless to Billionaire. Andres Pira, what a pleasure to have you. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me here today. It's such a pleasure to have you here. And, you know, we are all about, this podcast is all about customer focus and how to actually see things from the point of view of your customers. And we're talking with entrepreneurs. And I want to ask you, what would be your best advice for entrepreneurs regarding customer focus or customer approach as business people? Well, I mean, the first companies that I that I established, they went bankrupt. Uh, I, hmm. I started, I was successful, and then uh, I went bankrupt because I started with the wrong things and I would put focus on the wrong thing. I invested the money that I was getting in, my returns and incomes. I started to invest them in the wrong departments, wrong people, wrong offices. And the first thing with any entrepreneur or if they want to start a company or continue having the company or, or seeing the company grow, I would say the first very important thing is to always focus, first of all, on your marketing, on getting the customers. Because if you don't have the customers, you don't have sales. If you don't have sales, you don't have income. If you don't have income, you don't have a company. So first, hmm. of all, everything starts with the marketing. Make sure that you have a source where you get your leads, get your customers, because from there, all the other departments will be developed. Do you have any secret or idea in marketing that really works for I you? I can only talk from real estate perspective because that's my profession. The, the... No problem. <laughs> We've, we had three of them already well, in the show, but both uh, the two others are from Texas. Okay. So... Let's see uh, the one from Thailand. <laughs> I think that's, um, I mean, doesn't matter what country or, or uh, geographical position your companies are. I think sure. with marketing, is, it's like the story with the fisherman. The bigger net you have, the more fish you get. So 
it's important to put marketing hmm. in the different channels and aspects. It's like a crane of water. You can have one crane that pr- produces X amount of liters, but if you have 10 of these cranes, you will get 10 amounts of, uh, of water, right? So it's the same with marketing. And I believe that making right. sure to put it in as many different marketing aspects as possible. What we do in real estate, we have, we're very good at online on, on websites and Google, uh, Google AdWords. Then we have um, also in-house operations where uh, we, we have our offices in shopping malls and where people walk the most the strategic locations, right? And mm-hmm. word of mouth is also very important because when a customer is happy, they will recommend you to friends and family and even other customers and also give them incentives. So every buyer you have, what we notice is that's the most important client because if you take care of them well, they're going to continue to invest with you. They're going to give you more business and give them incentive. If they can give you other clients or other family members to buy with you, you give them a special incentive or some kind of payroll or something and they will continue work for you. So it's spreading, spreading the word as much as possible and create awareness, have a good brand, have a good um, uh, visibility in general. These are the main rules for any field, creating the awareness and then create the drive to buy. These are the main things. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really made things happen for them. And I would like to ask you, what is your one key success factor what works for you oh there is so many things that works for me <laughs> what is your secret magic in the world of business or as a person customer care and being honest to your word and delivering if you promise something make sure to deliver it to your customer because you can lose your reputation in one day but it takes many years to to get one and also um, teamwork and, and, and employees and, and motivation and getting people together and works as team, that, that creates much more success to be in individual people that are trying to, uh, to do something by themselves. For me, this is very important key factors. And, and also I have golden rules in my company that no negativity or gossip is allowed on any departments or any, any uh, offices or companies that I have because they spread very quick and they can destroy whole departments and offices. So, I have many of these kind of things that, that, that are run with my teams. I love the gossip issue. And um, how many employees do you have today? I have 249 employees at the moment. All over the world or most of them in Thailand? Or... Uh, Asia most of the time, yes. And then, yeah, and then I have a few of them uh, in, uh, in Sweden as well. But um, most of my operations is Thailand and Asia, yeah. When you talked about the customer care and being honest, which I really loved, I believe these are kind of skills. Can you point one factor which is part of your character or your way of life or something that actually reflects your personality? Um, in business or in, uh, in private? <laughs> um, things that affect your entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. It can be both, it can be private, but things that affect your entrepreneurial journey most. Um, many people that works with me, they, they do say that they see me as a visionary and a driving factor and a motivator. And I love to inspire and motivate my, my team members around because if a great leader has a great vision, the other people will believe in the vision and they have a goal to achieve together. 
And but it's very important for the leader to paint that in a best in a in a good way. I've seen many leaders, many CEOs, many managers. They don't have a, a real goal with the team, so the whole team gets disorientated. And that's very important as a key factor to be that. And also, as a human and as a CEO leader, if you do something wrong, admit it. And hmm. for my employees, that I did a bad mistake. Let's learn from it and make sure we don't do it again because. When you do that in front of us, they see that you're a human, but you take responsibility for your errors and they actually look up to you more. I see many other leaders, they refuse to say when they're wrong. And at the end, the, the people that follows you, they're going to lose the whole trust for you. So all these key aspects is important. And when you say you're going to follow up on something, make sure to follow up on it. So this is uh, things that uh, I think are very important. Yeah, thank you for that. You talked about two things. You talked about having a goal for your people, but you talked about being a visionary. And I think there is a difference. A lot of managers find the way to put goals or they take somebody that do the process with them and they put goals. But being a visionary is being a leader and it's something that is very, very important. And I love it. My final guest today, and also one of the youngest guests I had here in the show, is Antoine Martel. Antoine Martel, or Martel Teronki, is a real estate investment expert from San Mateo, California. As a licensed real estate agent and experienced investor, Antoine helps new and seasoned investors realize their financial goals. His proven real estate investment strategies have enabled countless clients throughout California To realize passive income and financial freedom throughout of the state's turnkey rental properties. While still a student at Loyola Marymount University, Antoine had already begun immersing himself in learning the real estate industry, observing everything he could about real estate investing, how to set up a team, networking, calculating the numbers, recognize good deals. And much more. Antoine Martel is now a nationally recognized real estate expert with tens of thousands of followers. He is an inspiration to both millennials and generations from every decade. Antoine Martel, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. It's so great to have you. You are actually approaching people that want to buy investment. You're talking about investments. Exactly. So yep. you are an entrepreneur for sure. <laughs> and I want to ask, and you know, uh-huh. this podcast is all about entrepreneurs and not only entrepreneurs, but being customer focused and understanding how business really happens. And I would like to ask you, what would be your best advice? Yeah. To entrepreneurs regarding customer focus or approaching their customers anything that had to do with customers that's great I love that um, and that's super important too because I think that I have a very unorthodox way of actually attracting clients or attracting customers to my business and I'm the least salesman salesman out there hmm. I think that the best way to sell is to not sell um, and actually care about what would be best for your client and Um, or you know whoever that may be whoever you meet on the street and you think you can sell them something and maybe yeah. best to maybe your product is not the best case you know best solution for their problem and referring them to somebody else could actually be the best and smartest decision that you could make um, and the reason why I say that is 
that's just what I've been applying. I go to a lot of networking events, you know, three or four of them a week, and I'm meeting wow. you know new people all the time. I've more focused on building a brand and educating people on real estate and real estate investing. And the clients have actually come to me, which is a much easier sell when a client comes to you and tells, you know, tells you they want to invest with you or they want to buy a property from you. Um, it's a, now I can turn on the sales hat and show them the right properties and show them the right direction. I actually have a quote here on my whiteboard. It says, build a brand so you don't have to sell, make them come to you. Hmm. That's the idea. That's and right. That's, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's all about building a brand and providing education and, you know, truly caring about the end client and, and their goals and what they're trying to achieve and trying to help them, you know, achieve those goals. And if your company's the best fit, then, you know, sure, sell them on your product. But if it's not, refer them to somebody else and um, it all goes around and comes comes back to you in some, some way or, or fashion. I love it so much, you know. Did you hear about Zig Ziglar? No, I mean, I've heard about him. I haven't studied or, or listened to any of his. So he has a quote. I, I learned about him quite recently, not recently, but um, over the last years. But he has a terrific quote that what you say reminded to me. And he says, your success is all about the number of people you helped yep. during your lifetime. And this is exactly what you are talking about. really helping yeah. your clients, not selling them. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So how would you say it as an advice? Say it as an advice. Um, I would say... Because this is your best advice to any, uh, <laughs> any entrepreneur. So... Yeah, and I would say, I would say don't, be, don't be a salesman. Just learn as much as you possibly can about your product or about the, the niche that you're in. Learn as much as you possibly can about it and then go and provide, provide value up front. two people on a mass scale is what I would say. So provide value up front to people on a mass scale. And that can be, you know, education or helping people individually. Um, and if you have a product which, you know, is going to help that client um, or that person achieve what they're trying to achieve, then sell that to them. But always just provide the value up front and do that at scale. That's great. And how do you reach them? You've got quite a few followers on uh, Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, Instagram, yeah. And you talked about the meetups. The meetups are for real estate, people that look for yeah. investments? Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, there's a couple of ways to meet people, and the key hmm. word is at scale. So there's only so many coffee meetings that you can have with people. Um, and sure, coffee, you know, meeting people one-on-one -on -one and having individual meetings is great. You're able to build deeper connections, but you'll realize after you do it for a couple yeah. of years that it takes a lot of time. So it's about reaching the largest audience that you can. And how do you get in front of many people? And that can be, you know, putting a bunch of people together in a room, which would be a meetup, or it can be, you know, sharing a video or posting a video and showing up on everybody's phone. So I do it in a couple of ways through, through meetups, through social media. Um, and I have, yeah, I've gained a, quite a lot of traffic uh, and followers on my Instagram, but then also taking those Instagram followers and pushing them on other platforms. So I started a podcast wow. where people can listen to it there. I started a YouTube channel. Um, yeah, so there's a bunch of different, different ways that you can reach a large amount of people, um, which can therefore generate more one-on-one -on -one meetings or more people reaching out to you because now you have True. the brand first, right? So 
they listened to your podcast where you added value or taught them something. Now they're reaching out to you or coming to your company page um, and they're going to you know, ask you to do business with them. And um, that's a much easier sale because you added the value up front. Sure. You know, there are many things that actually affect one's success. However, I always believe that uh, for each of us, there is one main thing that really helps them and really unique to them. And I want to ask you what really works for you. What is your key success factor? <sighs> That's a good question. I would say my key success factor is a couple of things. First one being how I was raised. Um, so both my parents are very entrepreneurial. They, through my whole life, they always pressured me to, not pressured me, but always told me that, you know, that I didn't need to go and get a job. I didn't need to, um, they never told me that I had to do certain things. Um, and all of my entrepreneurial signs mm -hmm. when I was growing up as a young kid, they would always kind of quote unquote invest in my <laughs> companies is what I like to say. So when I was, you know, I had, my friend had a plum tree when I was growing up, he was my neighbor. I took a wheelbarrow, took all the plums, put them in the wheelbarrow, and I started selling them to all my neighbors. <laughs> and my parents encouraged me to keep doing it, keep doing it, Antoine. Um, you know, I had the, the lemonade stand, which everybody has. Um, and you know, as I got older, when I was older being, you know, middle school, yeah, um, yeah. 23 years old, tell me about when you got older. Nice. <laughs> but as I got older from those, you know, small little things selling to the neighbors and I started, you know, importing and started little tiny companies, my parents would invest with me and they would get a percentage of those companies. So they made it very real. <laughs> learning experiences for me when I was growing up and they kind of showed me, no, this is how, you know, real business works and you need money to start your company. So give us the best pitch that you can and we'll invest and we get part of your <laughs> company to do so. It's beautiful. And I, and I know. Yeah. And it sounds, it's super simple. Um, but I think that a lot of parents would have just been, no, I'm not going to give you 2000 bucks to buy all this stuff from China. And you think you're going to sell it to your classmates. There's no way that's going to work. Well, hmm. it actually did. And I, <laughs> you know, as a high schooler, I was importing, you know, I imported 10,000 bracelets from China for wow. you know, a couple of dollars. And I started selling them to all these different websites, to all the kids in school. Um, and I actually got, yeah, I was actually on a, a website called Jack Threads in, as a high schooler. And they bought 6,000 of my bracelets and, you know, sold out of them in a couple of months. And so, yeah, it was, I think that, that growing up with that environment um, my mom also had, a always had a company going on. So I was always helping my mom with her new company. Um, you know, she was in the food business. I would help her with going to whole foods and giving out samples and stuff like that. So I think that really growing up in that environment with parents who are actually encouraging my entrepreneurial behavior actually made me who I am today. Um, it's beautiful. but accompanied with the entrepreneurial behavior also takes the work. So I have a very strong work ethic and I let nothing stop me. And, you know, if I hit a roadblock, I just find a way to get mm -hmm. around it. Um, whether that be pivoting my company or my idea, you know, I'm, I don't really romanticize the, the idea. I just kind of get the work done. And if there's a roadblock, I just focus on how I can get around it. Whereas people sometimes just like to complain about the mm -hmm. roadblock and they actually never ground it. Wow. So actually you gave us three factors. Okay. I will allow <laughs> that. It's the way you grew up <laughs> in an entrepreneurial environment, having a work ethic and actually 
nothing stops you. You, you. you go through walls, isn't it? Yep, exactly. This is our 119th episode. Through this podcast, I spoke with hundreds of entrepreneurs, and during the last 11 years of having my company, I spoke with thousands of entrepreneurs and worked with hundreds of them. I can assure you that among all the entrepreneurs I met with, the real estate entrepreneurs are the most business and customers oriented. In most of the cases, they are those who had the fastest success once they decided what to focus on. If you're an entrepreneur looking for a business you should focus on, I warmly recommend you to listen to the full interviews of Pamela Goodwin, Andres Pira, and Antoine Martel. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.